Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we have a, uh, well, an interesting show for you. Uh, If you caught the last show, I had uh, the Athletics Eric Stevens on, and we talked about uh, the state of Anaheim and everything that was going on right after the uh, 12-game losing streak and, of course, the Cagliano trade. And that's what we're going to do on this show. We're going to talk about those trades and the things that have happened. We're going to do a little bit different this time. We're not really going to recap so much of the games. Um, Obviously, the Ducks have lost 14 of their last uh, 16. There's really no point in going over those. So we're going to dive into the trades. We're going to dive into the uh, roster moves all the injury news and league news as well. So let's pick this up, uh, Eddie. You know, the Ducks, they lost, uh, you know, game 11, I guess you could say, of that 12. And you had Bob Murray's comments. And then the Ducks made the trade right after that of uh, Andrew Cagliano for uh, Devin Shore. Um, What's your initial thought of that first trade? Uh, Everybody went pretty nuts, uh, pretty emotional, obviously. They, They wanted the Ironman to stay in town a fan favorite, uh, pretty much a league favorite as well. Uh, what was your initial thoughts of this trade as the Ducks had you know, gone through their uh, losing streak and trying to turn things around, or at least Murray's way of trying to turn things around? My first reaction was uh, Chris Wagner. The, the, that Wagner trade that everyone was confused about last season, that was the first thing that popped to my mind. And the second thing was uh, you know, taking back something you bought from the store just to get your money back after it was used. Like you were trading a fan favorite that everyone loved and that, you know, obviously, yeah, his point, his points weren't where they should be. And he was underperforming, but every shift he was out there. And if you watch him at practice, he'd still give 110%. Like he, he played with so much heart and just to trade him away for a player that, you know, had a little bit more points than him, about six more points, but it, it's pretty much the same player, but younger. As far as you know, uh, as you know, Bob Murray's thinking he's just saving some, you know, a little bit of cap space on that. It's just confusing. It was just frustrating. It seemed like he just he just made a trade just to make a trade because everyone was harping down his throat, and for him to use that trade as a scapegoat to, just to, you know, like hey, you know what, we don't need to fire the coach. I'm not going to fire the coach, but let, let's make a trade. I'm trying to do something for the team. And no, you you didn't because that didn't make the team better, and it, I think it made the team a little bit worse because watching the first game, a few uh, games at short play, and he didn't really – I didn't even notice him, to be honest. He just – you know, I know Dallas, uh, their fans were upset, all, all mad, and, and they really loved him. And, you know, I, I haven't met him yet or really, you know, seen him that much like in person. But, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference if he's in the lineup or not. It's not going to help the Ducks win a game. And I think it was just a trade just to kind of like shut the fans up, but it ended up kind of backfiring on him. And I'm totally confused. It's just like I'm still confused about that Wagner trade, and I really still want answers from that. I know I'm still living in the past, but oh, oh well, man. Back to the Future is my favorite movie for a reason, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this, this, you know, that loss, like we said, uh, at that point in time was number 11 of 12. And uh, Murray's comments after that were, you know, quote, at this time, I'm not considering a coaching change. I'm more focused on our players, specifically with who is going to step up in this situation. The way we played tonight and um, was a step in the right direction, but we need much more. 
Uh, we have higher expectations for this group and they should expect more from themselves, end quote. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting that he follows that up with this trade. Um, like we talked about, a lot of people emotional about this. They're not happy. Cognano, the Iron Man, you know, we're, we're still keeping the streak. Uh, I was even going to make some T-shirts when he broke the streak uh, in Anaheim, which obviously now it's not going to happen because he's not with the Ducks anymore. But I, I get some of this trade from an organizational standpoint. I wrote about in the article. You, you touched on it a little bit. You know, Devin Shore is a similar type player to Andrew Cognano. He is younger. Uh, his cap space is less. He's also a restricted free agent, which means, uh, you know, Murray has more control over his future. So, I, I get he got a guy that's a little bit younger and similar, but like you said, uh, I mean, at least in what we've seen, I haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, he's played in five games with the Ducks and he's got one assist. And Coglano's played in three games with Dallas and, and no points. So it's not much of a change. Um, I mean, now that you start seeing him being thrown out there with Getzloff, I like you said, I haven't really been impressed that much uh, with this move. I mean, he did make a move to shake things up. And obviously it didn't really work because the Ducks lost game uh, number 12 uh, to Detroit, which was on my birthday, which that was that was not fun. Though I did get to talk to Eric Stevens, which that, that made up for part of it. And if you haven't, you can listen to that last um, uh, podcast. He actually talked to me on the phone from the press box in Detroit. So that was awesome of him because he's super busy. But I, I'm with you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, by the way. Happy birthday, Mike. Uh, both of <laughs> us had birthdays this, this month. and That's right. That's kind of ironic, you know. So, you know, happy birthday to you. I know team Capricorn in the house. <laughs> exactly. Whoop, whoop. So whoop, I know. So at least, at least we got our birthdays this uh, month. I mean, maybe that was the only uh, real good thing, but yeah. So, you know, he, he got someone that's a little bit younger and saved a little bit of money and had a little bit of more control. So I, I get it in the organizational standpoint, but you know, I don't see it doing too much. And then unfortunately uh, with this, you know, trade happened. The Ducks then lost in Detroit. Then Silverberg and Kessler got hurt in that game. And then now they're out. We have more updates on that. There's a lot of other updates that just came out as the Ducks head into the All-Star break. But after that game, uh, Eddie, <laughs> you thought one trade was enough? No, the Ducks then go uh, they go crazy and they do uh, three more trades uh, late night after all this, uh, you know, with the 12-game losing streak trying to turn things around. They do end up winning the next two after that, but uh, we can kind of break down these trades. Um, honestly, I'm not a fan of really any of them other than bringing back the elite center, Derek Grant. I am happy about that. That's probably the only one that I liked out of these three trades, but I guess we can go. We'll start with the Pontus Aberg one. Um, Eddie, I don't get this one at all. I mean, he played in 37 games of the Ducks, 19 points, 11 goals, 8 assists. Uh, was the leading scorer in goals on the Ducks for, you know, majority of the season. And then you boot him out and you get a guy, uh, Klaus, uh, that, uh, or excuse me, Klaus, that's uh, only played one NHL game up to this point. Uh, you know, he had 30 points with the Iowa Wild. I get that. But, uh, you know, and they're about the same age. But, I mean, you had a guy that was gelling with the team and doing well. And I just uh, – I don't know. I don't get why you, you bring Clues in, and I just didn't. This trade didn't make sense to me at, at all, Eddie. I don't know what did you think about it. Yeah, um, I saw it happening with all of him being scratched. Uh, obviously, there was something going on that that we didn't see or we don't know about uh, between the coach and his, you know, his style. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I was reading some uh, some fan chats from Edmonton and Nashville. And a few of the fans said that he had some disciplinary issues uh, for being lazy and showing up to practice. 
uh, and just not you know, giving it all like, at practice. So I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. I, I just read it from different people, you know, online posting about it. Uh, I haven't really, I actually haven't watched him practice personally, so I, I can't really comment on that. But obviously there was something going on if he was scratched, you know, all those games, especially how well he gelled and, and the points and numbers he was putting up. Um, and to make this trade even kind of like solidifies that, that there was something going on that w- didn't allow him to move forward with the team. Because this, if not, it's just one of those trades, again, that doesn't make sense. Um, it just, yeah, I have no clue. I mean, we, we have a younger guy that has potential that is proving himself in the minor league, but it just seems like we traded a player that can help us put points on the board and just to get a guy that can help San Diego uh, put some points on the board. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think some of that that you're talking about is what uh, Eric and I talked about in the last podcast. Uh, basically, uh, you know, Carlisle wasn't happy with uh, Auberg's work ethic uh, as far as back checking and, and, you know, playing defense and the two-way game and whatnot like that. So there's part of that. Also part of it they were saying is, yeah, he was scoring goals, but then he started shifting. He wasn't going inside as much. He was taking the outside lanes when he was attacking and playing more of a a perimeter game. So those are some of the things. But even when I talked to Eric, uh, we were talking about him being, you know, benched for all those games. And Eric and I both agreed that it was too long. And I know you agree too. So we were ready to see him, you know, get back into action. And then of course he gets traded. So I'm like, all right. And then, um, you know, this guy, uh, I I just don't get it. Um, Kloos isn't someone that's, I think, going to be with the team that much. I think he's going to be in San Diego more so than anything. And you're, you got a guy, like like we talked about, had one NHL game uh, experience. And, you know, and like we said, played in the AHL before. So, I mean, they're the same age, but it just, just didn't make sense to me. I, I think Auberg was giving you offense. Yeah, he wasn't playing a complete game. You benched him for a little bit. You sent the message. I, I would have given him another chance, but... I guess Eddie, uh, Carlisle, Murray, maybe we're just tired of, of whatever. Maybe something happened in the locker room there. But um, it just seemed like they are ready just to move on. Uh, on, on Instagram, uh, one of the fans was using like, explicitives, you know, on his personal page. Like, hey, you know, F that team. You know, they really screwed you over, F, you know, Murray. And he goes and likes it. So it's like, okay, well, he, he liked that comment. So obviously, and then he goes and says that he wants to prove Anaheim wrong. So th- th- there's something going on. Th- I think a little bit more that we don't know about between the team and him. But uh, regardless, you know, I-, I liked him when he was in Anaheim, and I wish him the best of luck, especially how young he is and, and how many times he's been bounced around. I just hope he finds a permanent home. Like Maybe not with the Wild because I-, I can't stand the Wild at all. I hope he just gets <laughs> gone one more and finds a permanent home. But no, no, I'm just kidding, though, like, like regardless, I, I wish him all the best, and you know if it didn't work out here, I hope it works out wherever he goes. Especially being that young and him having to bounce around that much, that that kind of sucks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there has to be something going on. You know, you bench him that long, and then you trade him and don't even let him come back. So obviously, there's some kind of uh, you know ill will or ill feelings going on. So that was one trade that that they engaged in. You know, after the uh, the twelfth um, loss, and then they went and they sent uh, Shin. And a 2020 uh, seventh round pick to Vancouver for Michael Delzato. Uh, this one, I really is like, meh, I don't really care. I mean, we saw Shen's ability on defense. I, I had some other fans from Tampa Bay telling me to watch out. You're not going to be happy. 
And I think we can agree we we weren't happy because obviously he wasn't, you know, playing very solid defense, letting people skate around him multiple times. We saw that in some of the games. But the Ducks ended up trading him. And they trade a draft pick. I mean, it's a seventh round. It's not a high draft pick. And uh, they get Delzato. And then also Vancouver retained 25% of his salary. I do like that. You know, it helps out with the cap thing. But I, I don't know. This trade, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I, I just don't really – I don't see a whole lot of it. I mean, yeah, Delzato got his uh, papers cleared and he was able to play in the Ducks last game, which obviously that didn't matter because we saw what happened against St. Louis. But uh, what did you think about this trade, Eddie? I mean, I'd rather watch uh, one of the old school episodes of MASH, I guess, just to read about this trade. Um, Dalzado had a great season with his rookie year with, the, I think, the Rangers at 20, uh, 37 points. And he just went downhill from there. It just He went the opposite way instead of just, you know, solidifying a role with a team. And, and he spent most of his time in the press box when he was at Vancouver. Uh, I mean, losing Shin for Dalzado. I wouldn't have been that upset. Okay, cool. Two players that really are kind of irrelevant at this point in their career with each of the teams they were with, you know, take a chance, a different scenery. Maybe it could spark something, you know, on our end. But then throwing that seventh round too, that kind of just bothers me a little bit. Yeah, it's only a seventh round, but who knows who you can pick in the seventh round. Uh, I I think seventh round is basically just that 25% salary thing. But but this is one of those trades that you didn't need to – to make like you didn't have to give up that seventh round. You didn't have to take this, this player Dalzado and get Vancouver to take 25% salary. There's no reason for it. And once again, I don't know if, um, I mean, there's been a few times, Mike, I got home as one time. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. I got home and I was inebriated. I barely got home with the Uber and I, and I thought it was a good idea to come home and bring the bottle upstairs with a shot glass and a beer, and drink more, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I want to play. At that time, it was NHL 17. I want to play NHL 17. Well, the next morning, I wake up. I decide to play the game again, like, you know, see what I did. I had McKinnon. I had Tarasenko. I had uh, Brett Burns on the Ducks, and I had no idea what I did. And I think, I don't know if Murray had some wine that was just bad, or he mixed it with some Jack or something, making all these trades. And I was so glad you were home that day because usually like when a trade happens and if you're not home or someone else is busy, I'll try to jump on it and and write about it real quick to get it out there. But that night it was like, man, I took my sleeping pill ready to go to sleep and boom, a trade, another trade. And we still have one more to talk about. And it just that that, once again, that trade does not make sense. This is the third trade in a row. It doesn't make sense. Maybe the second one, maybe a little bit because there's some, you know, some some crap going on that we didn't see but then this again it, it, it was unnecessary yeah I, I agree with you i mean looking over the these all these trades so far you know cogliano uh shin and, and then obviously uh you know the auberg one too which is probably more stuff going on i i looked at all three of these and i was like okay you're really gonna help the team right now and then uh, came in the uh, elite center, Derek Grant came back uh, and Blandizi got shipped out. I was like, okay, I, I actually like this trade out of all of them. Uh, you know, Blandizi was playing in San Diego. He only played three games uh, with the Ducks in Anaheim, had you know no points um, while in the NHL this season. And then, uh, you know, Grant had played on the Ducks before. He had played in 66 games. He had 24 points, 12 goals and 12 assists. Uh, you know, and he had a couple goals and three assists in 25 games with Pittsburgh this year. So 
I was happy about that. I'm happy that they brought in Grant. You know, he's played in some of these games already. He's already got a, a goal with the Ducks uh, in the four games that he's played. So I'm happy. But I also know that, okay, you went and got another center and Kessler's out uh, for an unknown amount of time. So that part's scary. But you did bring this guy back in. He had good chemistry with the team. And I like what I've seen with him so far. So, you know, if I, I was to rate all these trades, and, and I'll let you weigh in on the Grant one too, but, I, you know, I would be, you know, one for uh, four basically and, and approval rating of these trades. I, I like one out of four of them so far, Eddie. But what did you think about the Grant trade as well as all of them? Oh, I love it. Grant's awesome. Like Grant is a great player. He gelled right. Uh, he, I think he's like the first player in NHL history to – score his first two goals and have them reversed. <laughs> I remember that. I, mean, I think it was Buffalo he scored and they got it pulled. He came with the Ducks, you know, still trying to get his first goal. He scores and then it gets reversed and then he finally scores again and that's his first goal. And he scores another one. So th- that was really cool and he really jowled the team. Blandizi, I-, I liked him a lot too and I-, I don't think that we saw enough of him uh, in Anaheim, and we didn't really give him a chance. I'm not sure how he did in San Diego. I don't really watch, follow or watch a lot of games. I know I'm a bad fan for the AHL. But you know what? This was one of the trades. Was like, okay, cool. I mean, this this is a good one. We got Grant back. Uh, we we could have re-signed him, and, and, you know, we could have kept him. And I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. But you guys know about that. We, we could have kept Grant. But it's good to see Grant back with the team, and hopefully he can stick with the team, and he can help us. and. He, he just, for some reason, I don't know why, he just plays a lot better hockey than, you know, with the Ducks, and he's not with the Ducks. And it just, I think this is the best trade. I get, I, I'll use that word as far as, you know, the Anaheim Ducks trade is blockbuster trade for us because that was like everyone was happy. And I don't think a lot of fans were that upset besides the fact that we could have re-signed him. But, yeah, I agree. This is like my favorite trade, and this is the trade that made the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we've seen now, like, uh, he's been, you know, they brought up Jones and Terry as well. Terry got his first NHL goal, too. The Ducks actually won their next two games after all these trades. They they beat uh, the team that you love to hate, uh, Minnesota, and then they uh, held on. I was happy. I, I know you were. And then they held on and beat New Jersey. And, uh, you know, you had Grant. Grant's uh, playing with Jones and Terry right now. So that's kind of a good line going on. And, uh, we have some fan questions about the lineups and, uh, of course, uh, the coaching and all that. We'll get into it. But, you know, I like having him in there because now you got Kessler out. So you've got Getzloff, Henrique, Grant, and Rowney uh, on the fourth line. So, I, you know, I like what I'm seeing so far. And, you know, I like the two wins. And, obviously, of course, uh, you know, we have the watch party, and uh, which thank you for everybody that coming out. It was a packed house again. But uh, the Ducks lost that one uh, to the Islanders, and then they also lost to the Blues, basically in the same way, in my opinion. The the forecheck of each of those teams killed the Ducks, and they went back to losing again. So now the Ducks are going into the All Star break, and they're a 500 team. They're uh, you know 21, 21, and nine, which is uh, you know maybe a surprise to some. They're still hanging on there, battling it out for the wild card, you know, outside looking in, but but on the edge there. So you know a lot of stuff going on here. And, uh, you know, the way that they kick it off, uh, a whole lot of things happened uh, after this uh, St. Louis game, uh, Eddie. I'll kind of kind of go through some of the roster moves, and then we could talk about some of the injury news. We can go into a lot of the fan questions, too. But uh, some things that happened, we um, heard that Holzer was uh, called back up to the lineup. Looks like he's going to be ready to go in February. Uh, Dodson was also brought back up. 
And then you've got the All-Star Games coming up for the AHL and the NHL. So a lot of players got sent back down. You had Carrick, Jones, Larson, Terry, Walensky, and uh, uh, Suster also sent down. He cleared waivers. So you had all those guys uh, sent down. So nothing to panic about. I, I saw some people were kind of freaking out at some of the posts on social media, like, why are all these people getting moved and what's going on? Uh, you know, a lot of it's just because of the break and the goals do have a couple games coming up. So they want these guys to play. So a lot of that, a lot of movement uh, going on here as, as the uh, All-Star break, uh, you know, goes into full effect here for about a week and a half. But I think the biggest news, uh, Eddie, is all the injury stuff. And going into this break, there's a whole lot of it. And I, I think w- the one positive thing is we knew Silverberg went out. He was on the uh, IR after that uh, loss to Detroit when he got knocked around. But they have activated him off the IR as of the 24th of um, January. So he is going to be back in February. We also uh, know that Eves has been playing with the goals, and he's supposed to play a couple more games, and he is supposed to be back in February. And additionally, Miller is supposed to be back sometime in February. So a, a lot of good news there. I, I think the other part that you could add to that is Corey Perry. You know, he's been skating for over a week, and he was at the team's uh, practice on the 22nd. So at least there's some positive news there, Eddie. We've got, uh, you know, the potential of four guys to return. They're talking about in the beginning of February, hopefully sometime on that road trip. So that's a good uh, sign at least. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to see what Perry uh, brings back, especially a healthy Perry. Uh, he's been out. And, yeah, we all love to hate him right now, especially this contract and how he, he was underperforming. But, I mean, he brings that physicality. That old school mentality, the, the hard hitting, get in front of the goalie's face, get in those dirty areas. And I think this team extremely needs that. And I mean, yeah, it, it might take a few games for him to come up to speed. I mean, don't expect Perry to come up there and give you a hat trick and 10 hits the first game. He, you know, he's, he hasn't played in a while. He's barely started practicing with the team. But I'm really looking forward to see what, what, what he can bring back and if we can see that old school Perry. Uh, if scoring goals, if not, I mean, we'll, we'll still have that uh, that Perry Pest, and I think all the other teams are going to be pissed off when he comes back in the league and he's up in the goalie's face, or up in your face, or you know, are hitting you against the boards. So I I don't think Perry's one of those players that uh, that can play this new school, you know, tag your it, you know, I don't want to offend you by hitting you too hard, kind of you know style of hockey. I think he's going to come back to the league and play the hockey he knows that hard hitting physical game and. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So I, 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 I'm happy that he's coming back. Uh, I think it might be a little too late for the Ducks uh, where they're trending, but you know, hopefully we can, um, you know, him and Silverberg and oh, the Casse news. I, I'm my my heart broke. I, I I don't think I can love again after hearing that. That just that really broke my heart. But at, at least we have the the Perry thing to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're looking at getting you know four guys back here in February. But you're right. Uh, the bad news was Andre Casse, uh, torn labrum in the game against Minnesota. He's uh, expected to be out five to six months, basically done for the season. So having him out hurts. The other thing that I've heard with Kessler, his timetable is up in the air, but it doesn't look good for Ryan Kessler. I do not expect him to be back in the regular season, uh, maybe towards the end if the Ducks do make a strong push for the playoffs. But uh, you know, it doesn't sound good from the things that I've been hearing about him. So I think that's, you know, the other part of it was going out and getting Grant as well. And that signaled that 
uh, kind of confirmed some of the things I had heard. So, which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, he's a warrior and he likes to battle, but you saw what happened in that Detroit game and it didn't look pretty. So, you know, it's up in there what's going to happen with him. But if he does indeed get shut down for the season, I would not be surprised. So, um, you know, I guess one of the questions we can kind of take some of the fan questions too. This one kind of goes towards it. Uh, you know, Adam uh, asked about, hey, you know, Kase's out, uh, Kessler's up in the air, but, you know, with uh, Eves, uh, Silverberg, and Parrott coming back, what do we think about the, the lineup and how it would play out? Um, you know, I, I think getting those guys back is definitely going to help big time. Uh, I would like to see going off basically this last lineup against St. Louis, I would like to see uh, Eves and Perry uh, with Getzloff uh, on the top line and see how they do and put them together. Or uh, maybe you put Raquel with Getzloff and then uh, go from there and try and, and break up the twins. So I, I would like one of those kind of things to be done and see how that plays out. I kind of like the Jones, Grant, Terry line. I think keep them together. Obviously the fourth line is kind of a makeshift line. So for me, it really hinges on what they want to do as far as, um, you know, Perry and Getzloff. When when Perry is able to come back, uh, how they'll play that out. That's kind of what I'm looking at for this lineup uh, when they come out of the All-Star game for the forwards, Eddie. I have no idea with, with Carlisle. I have no idea. Um, we can see uh, Dalzado jump on that first line, is all we know. Um, I don't – honestly, with, with the lineups right now and what we're going – I don't care who's in the first or, or what you want to call the first or the fourth. I just want to put some lines together that have chemistry that can put the puck in the net and, more importantly, get some shots on the goal. I mean, I, I we always say that we hate people screaming, shoot, 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 but in the Ducks case, I think every fan can actually – and I said this before on a previous show that, I mean, it's, it's not going to bother any fans. I, I think fans should scream, shoot more, because you can put up 13 shots last game or something like that. It, it's terrible. Um, I just want lines that work. I do like the Perry Getzloff and Eves line. I mean, it worked when it did, but I mean, I just want something that works. And I mean, you know what? Screw it. If you have to put a defender on an offensive line, why not? Look at Brett Burns. San Jose did that. They put him, uh, he was playing left wing, I believe. No, right wing. I'm sorry, right wing. And he put up a lot of points. He's a big physical player. Uh, he got in front of that net, and, and it, it worked out for them. I mean, the Ducks, like, what do they have to lose? They, they only won two games uh, two games this year alone, and, and they're playing terrible. I mean, like, why not try something like that? Like, you know, tr- Manson hasn't been playing well defensively. Throw him on the offensive line, on the fourth line. Let's see what he can do. I mean, you know, m- maybe something will, will spark. It's just – you know, something has to happen with this team. And and obviously, uh, our, our Lord and Savior, uh, Randy Carlisle, as, as, you know, our GM, like, you know, he's he's Mr. Perfect. Uh, maybe he can uh, figure out something. But what's going on, and it's not working. I mean, we're not going to sit here and recap all the games that, that happened before our last podcast for a reason because you guys already know what's going on and you know that we're going to repeat the same exact thing because that's the same exact problems. I mean, some of you guys that – you know, watch hockey here and there, Ducks fans or guys that don't even play hockey. You guys you can see and understand what's going on wrong with the Ducks. So it's like there, there's no point to, to beat around the, uh, like I say, a dead duck on that. But, I mean, something has to change, and, and why not just throw someone in, and throw some weird lines in there that don't make sense and see if it chemistry produces and throw other teams off because, you know, who, who knows? 
maybe Manson is like a Brett Burns to start scoring goals on an offensive line. Yeah, I mean, something has to be done. I mean, you even have Holzer coming back, the German tank. You could throw him on the fourth line and have him crash the net. I mean, you got to do something here to change this up. Uh, I don't think I don't think they will move a defenseman to the forward spot. I mean, I highly doubt it. I think what they're going to do is they're just going to try and rely on the young kids right now. Like we said, uh, you know, they they made some moves, obviously sent some of the guys down uh, to San Diego. But, you know, I, I would see uh, Jones and Terry coming up, maybe steal down the road. And I think that's what they're going to do. I mean, they've done all these trades, uh, these blockbuster deals. Obviously, you know, they made those four trades within those couple of days. And <laughs> I, we know that that's all helped a lot. I mean, outside of Grant, that's the one that I do like. And, and, he, and he has been effective. And I like that. But. I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, you know, the, part of the problem is, and we've talked about this on other shows, we've had some people ask us, we had John ask us about Murray and Carlisle, our opinions. Uh, we had George ask us too um, about Carlisle as well. And we talked about it. We had a podcast earlier in the year and we said that, th- that he should be fired. And then we haven't really talked about it that much more because there's just no real point to it. I don't see him being gone. And I mean, if you lose 12 games, the franchise worst, and you also had your seven-game losing streak, too, before that. And he's still here at the All-Star break. I, I, I don't see him going anywhere. I mean, unless the Ducks lose every single game here on out, I don't get it. And, you know, and, and to quote what Eric Stevens told me in the last podcast, it's, quote, embarrassing. And that's what it is. So they're, if they're not going to change that, then obviously it has to go to the players. There's there's no nothing else to be done. So for me, uh, you know, we had one guy ask us, Andrew, you know, if we're the GM, you know, what, what do you do? You know, um, what are our moves basically for the minor league? And I mean, for me, it's bring up all the young guys, you know, let them play. Um, I honestly think, and again, Eric and I talked about this, the season being a lost season. I don't see this team making the playoffs. And if they do, they're going to get smoked right away. I'm just being real. That I'm just being honest. And I rather this team not make the playoffs, get a higher draft pick, I'd rather them shut down Kessler, uh, get these younger guys in there, get some experience, get them going, and, and get you know ready for next season. That's why I'm looking at it. I mean, if you get Silverberg, Eves, and Perry back, and they go on a crazy tear and they get on fire, then then maybe that changes something. But I don't know. I don't I don't really see that happening. So for me, um, you know, I, I want them to come back and do well, but. I, I would like to see Jones and Terry in the lineup and some of the other young kids, and I'd like to see uh, what they have to you know, offer and help this team out because right now there's not really much else that's going to help. I mean, yeah, you're trying to get back some guys, but uh, getting back those couple guys obviously is going to help, but how much? Is it going to make this team a contender overnight to go compete for the Cup? I don't think so. Uh, will it make it a playoff team? Maybe, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, I think. Oh yeah, uh, if I were the GM right now, I just I don't know. I, I obviously wouldn't, you know, try to you know deflect the situation and avoid, you know, first of all taking care of an issue that's been a while. Wow, fire fire the coach. You shouldn't have rehired him. Uh, you know, you're trying to buy Versace at the at the ninety nine cent store. It's not going to happen. I don't know like what's going on with his mind. Uh, I mean. It's frustrating, and if I were him right now, it's you, there's a fork in the road. Either you're going to be a contending team for the Stanley Cup, you know, championship, or you're not. And and that's important because do you want to start, you know, trying to get your team to barely inch in the playoffs and get your ass kicked in the first round? We lose a high draft pick. 
and and then what? We're embarrassed, and then like, oh well, you know what? You know, maybe next time, or should we just prepare for the worst? Start trading players that you know we can get assets from. Uh, I know it sucks to say, but Silverberg, Silverberg's still that that X factor. It's still weighing out. Uh, he, he's I guess the outlier on our team right now because he's playing. He's still playing well. He, he's playing. You know his great two-way game. He's putting up numbers, and he's in a command. You know, a, you know about five plus million a year is come next contract, and there's going to be a lot of teams going to want that that kind of you know that player, and and especially come trade deadline, they'll pay big for him. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. I mean, if you're going to re-sign him, re-sign him and do it before the deadline. If not, then you know trade him out. But we have to figure out what we're going to do for the team, and, and obviously. I don't know how much longer we have to endure this before he does something drastic to make this change. Like, I understand he's really conservative of what he does, and he he doesn't. I think he's more stubborn and hard headed, where he doesn't want to admit, admit that he's wrong. So firing the coach will admit that you know he made a mistake, rehiring him back. But I mean, uh, the Ducks come first. That logo on the jersey uh, that comes first before anyone's pride and anyone's name. You should put the team first. And I honestly, uh, my best friend and I were uh, we're hanging out today, and he's not really a hockey fan, but he he follows it here and there, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on with the Ducks? You know, like, what do you want them to do? Do you want them, you know?" And I told him honestly, right now, like, you know, it sucks to say this, but I kind of want them to keep losing some games because hopefully we can fire, you know, the coach, and we can you know, we can start fixing what's going on because there's obviously an issue. The players aren't really playing for him. If you guys watch the games, he. The players aren't giving that 110%. There's something going on, and there, there's no chemistry there. And the players, you know, and you can see it from the players too. So I, I just, I mean, definitely, like, I, yeah, it sucks to say that. And, and I say that right now because I'm frustrated. But when come game time, I, I, you know, I'll still scream when the Ducks go down or the Ducks lose. And I don't want them to lose, but I kind of do. So I'm kind of stuck in that, like, rock in the hard place kind of thing. No, I mean, you touched on some good things there. I think, you know, one of the things, too, during the game against St. Louis, uh, this last one before the break, you know, Guy Bear was talking about the team and how they need to empty their tanks in the second period and then, and then they need to do it again in the third period, and they don't. And it goes back to your point of how they're playing for Carlisle. Obviously, they're not highly motivated. They didn't really empty their tanks. You know, you only get a couple shots on goal in the first period. You, you barely get over 10 shots in the whole game. Uh, I mean, you know, they take out Gibson as well because what's what's the point? I mean, why, why put him in there when it's, it's you against the rest of the team? I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, largely that's why he's going to the All-Star game too because he's had to save a bazillion more shots than is necessary, but he's been doing that. So he's been the lone star for – you know, the Ducks this season. So that is part of it. I mean, I know we had that question asked, uh, you know, if, if um, from George, you know, if, if Carlisle's lost the locker room. And I think he has. I don't think he's lost it 100%, but I think he's lost it a little bit because tensions have been high in the locker room these last, you know, couple of weeks. You can see it on the players' faces and the way that some of the interviews have gone down and things like that. And some of the guys are kind of biting their tongues a little bit about some of the things they want to say. So, that's obviously a big issue, and we have talked about it before. You know, we knew bringing Carlisle back was a mistake, and now uh, you know Murray's going down this hole of not getting rid of him, and the hole just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, they got out of that first seven-game losing streak, and we thought, okay, maybe the Ducks will be okay. Then they go through a twelve-game one, and so his answer is to do some trades, which. Those aren't going to help this team. I mean, you know, like I said, Grant probably, but shaking that up a little bit, I mean, I, to me, it sends the wrong message. You're, you're saying, okay, 
uh, we're just going to move some players, uh, you know, because I you know, feel that you guys aren't, you know, doing what you need to do. But they aren't going to do that under this coach. I, I just don't see it. And unfortunately, you know, they're not going to get rid of him. So the biggest things that we've seen really, and, and I think it was evident in these last couple games with uh, New York and St. Louis, is the forecheck. You saw those guys just forecheck the hell out of the puck and just steamroll the Ducks. And that's what the Ducks aren't doing. They're not doing that. They're not getting the pressure in the offensive zone. Um, they're not keeping it in there towards the net. They're not making those consecutive passes over and over again. These are all things that we've talked about before on the, the show a bunch of times. And the power play has been terrible. You know, no, nobody's scared of the Ducks power play. When they get a penalty, they're not really worried that the Ducks are going to score the power play because it just doesn't happen. So a lot of those things are, are going on right there. And then obviously on defense, there's been issues too. We've seen uh, Fowler and Manson haven't been working well together. Um, you know, s- certain things like that. And Manson hasn't been playing as well. So, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed and I just don't see it happening. That's why to me, I rather interject some of the younger guys in there, let them play, uh, shake up the lineup. You, you know, like he's, he's already shook up the lineup, but um, I would throw them in there, see what they can do. We talked about giving Gibson a rest. Hopefully Miller comes back in February and, and he gets more of a break because they're only resting them on these back-to-back games. But like I said, I, I try to rest them a little bit more as well. Um, so, I mean, he's not going to play, uh, you know, this next week and a half, but he is going to be part of the all-star game. So we do have that coming up. Um, Eddie, I know we were going to talk about that a little bit, you know, the AHL all-star games coming up. Troy Terry's part of that. Uh, Kevin Boyle's part of that as well. Um, so, you know, I, I guess if you're excited, there's no regular hockey, but there's the all-star game coming up. I'm not really too excited about it, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about the all-star game as this team, uh, gets their break and, uh, you know, tries to repair themselves over this uh, week and a half. I, I guess I, you know, it was a fan. I hate the break and I hate that we don't have hockey for you know, a week and that kind of sucks. Um, I'm not a big fan of the all-star game, to be honest. I know it's like kind of the most unpopular thing I can say, but I just think it's kind of a waste of time. And I just, I, I prefer to watch real hockey instead of just, you know, you know, a little, I mean, just, I do like the skills competition. That's pretty cool. I I can watch that, but the whole game, the whole thing itself, it's just, you know, it's just whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'm probably going to, I don't know, drink more, hang out with my friends more. I guess I have time to do that or I try to fright some more, but um, yeah, I mean, personally, like I'm glad Gibson is going to the all-star game, but it kind of sucks for him because that's a week that he could arrest. And the Ducks are overplaying him and things like that. Like, like I'm glad they pulled him against St. Louis. It wasn't, you know, his fault. Uh, he's just tired, and, and and it sucks to play in front of a team that's not playing. And it, I hate it. I mean, I just play beer league, and it's my only third official season officially playing goalie. And I get pissed off when I I'm playing in front of my team and they're not playing. There was one game I pulled myself with eight minutes to go in the, in the third period. We're down three nothing. It was like my fifth breakaway or sixth breakaway in a row. I told my team, hey, if you're not going to freaking play for me, then why the hell should I? So I pulled myself. Yeah, it was a dick move. But you know what happened? My team stepped up and they they scored three goals. I went back in. We won 4-3. But it's just sad to see. And I don't know how frustrated Gibson is t- to see this because he's a great goaltender. He is he is actually the number one goaltender in the league. And you can change, try to change my mind on that. And if you say anything otherwise from any other team, then you probably aren't watching enough hockey because 
this guy is the reason why we're not, like I said, numerous times, like third time I'm saying this, we're not hanging out with the Kings or we're not in the point category is, you know, 43 points like Ottawa. He He's just stolen games for us. And it's, it's awesome. And I, I hope he has like, I hope he wants to go to the all-star game. It just doesn't feel obligated because, you know, he doesn't want to be suspended, but I, I wish that he has the best time he can possibly have. And it's just a time where he can just get away from this losing streak and all this, this bad karma coming over there from the ducks and all that crap's going on. I just hope he has the, the best time possible. And, and that, and as far as the all-star game too, um, we can talk about the jerseys, Mike, I'm not a fan of the jerseys at all. I think they're, they're terrible. And I, I was hoping to, to buy one like, okay, cool. You know, I can buy a, a Gibson one. And yeah, I can get him to sign it, and it'd be cool to have. But I saw the jerseys, and the, I think they're really ugly. And I haven't seen them in person yet. I just saw a close-up picture. Maybe in person might change my mind. But just seeing them, it just seems like they're they're copying basketball. I, I don't really, I really don't like them. You know, that that was my thought at first too when I saw the white version. I thought the that one did not look good at all. I did actually order the black one and got that one, and I do like the black one. So I have some mixed feelings. I, I think that one does look a little bit more uh, stylish, but you're right. You look at the white ones. It's kind of something that the NBA's done at the all-star game. And, eh, you know, I don't really like the look of it. So I, I kind of have some mixed feelings with the way that the jerseys are, um, you know, but I, I'm with you too on the game and stuff. I'm not big on it. The skills competition. Yeah. I'll, I'll want to watch that and see that and whatnot. But I, I, for me, I'm just hoping that the ducks use this time to rest up and get healthy. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, you get a little bit out of game shape, but that's what I'm looking for over this break. Yeah, we're not going to be able to see the regular games. We're just going to have some of the all-star um, festivities and whatnot. But that's kind of where I'm at. You know, um, one thing, too, speaking about getting healthy, I do want to mention uh, Kevin Waugh is uh, coming back. He, uh, The Ducks finally announced that he had wrist surgery and that he should be joining the goals in two weeks, uh, hopefully, to practice. So that's some good news, too, as well. So the, the Ducks are getting him uh, back you know, over this time. So I'm looking for, you know, the, go through this all-star break and then the Ducks getting several players in February. And then, you know, we can kind of see how it goes from there. And then, of course, we'll have a show, uh, a couple in February, and, and then the trades will be coming up. We have some stuff um, to talk about with that. We've got some uh, insight uh, source close to the team about some of the things, which I'm not going to go into now, but we will on later shows as well. So, uh, yeah, the all-star game coming up. Uh, I know we have some other league news and things to talk about, Eddie, that you want to touch on. Uh, some of our favorite players around the league, haha, <laughs> ha, Nashville. But um, you know, if you want to break it down and and go into some of that, we'll comment on what else is going on uh, as the Ducks go into this All Star break uh, with the NHL. All right, cool. Well, as far as league news, uh, if since you're listening to this podcast, uh, another person from the Ducks uh, is injured. Uh, me is day to day with the uh, with flu like symptoms. So I, I guess I want to add that to since, you know, we have Don Wright, and, you know, she's still recovering for her vocals, but I'm uh, so sorry if I, you hear me sniffing and I'm kind of like sounding kind of weird, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still like dealing with the flu like symptoms. But um, so as far as the all-star game, Carrie Price is not going to attend the all-star game. Uh, he's going to take a one game suspension for that. And Vesileski is going to take his spot uh, just today. Uh, they talked about Nathan McKinnon. He's having a, his foot scanned for potential injury. Um, he's not going to participate in the All-Star game, but he's going to go to the festivities, which protects him from being suspended, and the league has yet to announce who's going to replace him. Um, we talked about Sergei Burbosky. He got suspended by the team. 
um, because I guess he violated some morals and values of their their team. Apparently, when he got pulled, he went to the locker room and took a shower and got dressed into his regular suit. And then they thought he should have came out and, you know, suited up as a backup role. Uh, the coach called a team meeting and the team voted him back. So he was back for suspension from that one day. Um, Rick Nash and Josh Georges both uh, announced their retirement. So, uh, you know, kudos to them for a career. And unfortunately, you know, uh, Rick Nash has dealt with some injuries and it forced him. Uh, he was a great hockey player. And then we, I, I, we, we both wish them the best, you know, whatever they pursue in the future. Um, Dallas Stars, you know, I know Ducks are doing bad and we, we hate, you know, or we dislike our GM sometimes, but, you know, their management over there is, is, is one-upping whatever the hell is going on because they talked about first going, you know, they're playing, you know, Sagan and, and Benner playing like beep, 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 and you can fill in the blanks on that. And then now uh, recently, a few weeks ago, their, you know, management regrets signing Jamie Benn. Uh, it just – that's to say that that's terrible. I mean, you're, you're talking about your franchise player, your, your, your leader right there. So that's, that's, that's bad. Uh, Josh Hosang, um, he's infamous in the NHL, uh, for wearing 66 and his behavior, but he showed up late to practice again and got sent down. That's, that's, uh, not a big surprise. Jerome McGinley is going to have his number 12 retired on March 2nd. Uh, again, that's a really cool player. I, I had the, the opportunity to meet him and talk to him when I was in Colorado when he played for the Avalanche and just a stand-up guy and so polite and friendly. And he just, you know, always joked around with me and talked just like I was just normal, just like you and I are talking on the podcast. Like he's just a really great guy. And, and I, you know, you know, congratulations for him, the great career that he's had. And, you know, unfortunately he's never won a Stanley cup and, you know, but he's one of those players that doesn't really need it, and and he's just one of those players that that was hockey, and and that's really good to see. And and I still have my Avalanche again, the jersey, and I, I'll never trade that for the world. I love it. It's signed by him and everything, so it's really cool. Uh, Jackson Niedermeyer, uh, that sounds familiar, right? Uh, Scott Niedermeyer's son is committed to Arizona State for the 2021-2022 season. He's a forward too, so I mean, his dad just wanted him to find his own, his own way, and his own groove. So you know, I wish the best of luck, and maybe one day we'll have another Niedermeyer uh, on the Ducks. You know, knock on wood. We talked about Patrick Berglund of the St. Louis Blues getting suspended and then getting waived and eventually mutually uh, terminating the contract, and we were so confused on what's going on. Apparently, there's uh, some mental illness going on with him. Um, so it's preventing him from moving forward. He accepted responsibility for him not showing up to practices and stuff like that. And you know what, mental illness is it, it, it's a big problem. It, it's it's everywhere. And when I was younger, I always thought that it was just people that are weak minded and, and they couldn't just get over things. But you know, after the military and coming in and sitting down and realizing and reevaluating myself, I have some mental you know illness problems too that I go through. So it, it's an everyday battle and an uphill battle and a struggle every day. So like I wish him, you know, nothing but the best in luck and, and anyone out there that's dealing with that. And, you know, you can always just talk to someone, you know, there, there's always, you know, there was a way and there's hope to, to get past things and, and just, you know, don't be afraid to just speak up about it and, and ask for help for anyone. I mean, you want to DM me, just 
to pick my brain just to talk about hockey. I mean, I, I'm always here. Like, I always talk about hockey. Like, so uh, feel free to do that. And I'm I, I'm going to touch on this, uh, you know, you know, on this uh, Austin Watson from Nashville Predators. He uh, he spontaneously threw a statement about his mental illness and stuff like that. But I, it seems like he's more just trying to divert you know, and not accept responsibility for his actions. So that that kind of ticked me off when people do, you know, use that as a front to excuse unacceptable unacceptable behavior. So that that just kind of like you know, I'll throw that out there. Uh, Datsuk, um, I think one of the Arizona or Arizona Coyotes like best player. <laughs> he's on their books until July first. He's been playing in the KHL. He's uh, contemplating on coming back and playing. He still feels that he has a lot of hockey left. And as of July 1st, he'll be a free agent. And he wants to possibly come back to the Red Wings. So uh, be on the lookout for him to come back. And his really cool, like the move, the way he moves the puck and his, his like deacon skills are amazing. He has some great hands. Edmonton fired their uh, their president and GM hockey, hockey operations, Pierre Cicerelli. They actually uh, let him go during the second intermission of the game. Um, just like, you know, Camilleri got traded and then Matt Duchesne got traded, you know, midway to the game. And they did that for him so they can avoid all the media frenzy and stuff like that. So, I mean, Edmonton fans are happy. And, you know, honestly, like looking back at all the stuff he's done too and all the all the questionable signings, I mean, you know what? Congratulations, Edmonton. You, you guys, like, hopefully, yeah, I kind of hate you guys because you guys cry a lot, but you know about you know, you know goalie interference stuff. But he's made some really questionable signings and dollar amounts. Like I really wish during his tenure I could have like, tried to apply for Edmonton just for like delivering mail. I probably got like five million dollars a, a year to do that. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, and then other news too. Uh, the National Hockey League and the Players Association decided that there's no World Cup this season. Um, if you guys, I uh, know Bob McKenzie, a TSN analyst. I listen to his podcast uh, called Bobcast, and he talks about uh, potentially, maybe it's really, really low, but maybe this canceling of the World Cup might be like I don't know, a uh, lockout year again. Because, you know, it, it ends 2021, but they have to have something done by this September. And I forgot the exact date, but it's going to be this September. If they don't, they can potentially go to lockout. Now, uh, Bob McKenzie doesn't think at all that a lockout will happen. They have, you know, seven plus months to figure out something. And it wasn't as bad as it was the last time. And and he feels that, you know, both sides really don't want this to happen so it's, you know, when he talked about it on his show, and you guys can go and, and look that up and listen to that one too. It's pretty good. But he doesn't think it's going to happen. He thinks that both sides will really want to make a deal happen. And, I mean, it's like like nothing set in stone until it actually gets, you know, figured out. But, um, you know, it's still a possibility, a potential, but he doesn't think so. But should be on the lookout for that. Um, come September, we have to have something done. And hopefully, you know, hopefully no lockout happens. I don't know what I'll do this time, Mike. Like, I'll probably just, uh, I'll probably go like do a, a badminton and, and puck show or whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, that's as far as league knows. Yeah, there has been some talk about the lockout. I, I've heard that here and there. 
you know, in the pipeline down the road and whatnot. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. Obviously, you know, we've already gone through it before. So um, hopefully they avoid that. Uh, I guess some of the things just to touch on that you mentioned too is, um, you know, obviously stuff's going crazy with the Ducks, Um, you know, love them or hate them. Uh, You know, we did do a poll question on that and over 90% of you uh, are still there. Uh, I was surprised because after the Ducks had lost these last couple games, uh, I saw a lot of people saying that they weren't going to support the team anymore um, and whatnot. But, you know, we did a poll question and over 90% of you say that you are. Uh, and then only less than 10% of you are saying get rid of, uh, you know, Carlisle or Murray. It's kind of interesting. I thought it would be a little bit closer of a vote than that. But I did see a lot of people, too, saying that, oh, I'm not going to spend as much money at the games or whatnot. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Ducks, of course. Um, you know, people aren't happy and whatnot. But, hey, at least we're not Dallas. At least we're not Edmonton, right? <laughs> or maybe some of you want to be Edmonton because maybe Ottawa, you only got Ottawa. Or Ottawa, right. And some of you may want us to be Edmonton because they got rid of their GM. Uh, We still do have Murray, you know, which uh, I get mixed feelings from people on that part. Uh, Most people want Carlisle gone. Then when it's, you know, we talk about Murray, it's kind of up in there. Some people are like, yeah, no, because there's there's good and negative. But uh, it's going to be an interesting season for sure. We're going to see how it rides out. The Ducks are going to have this break. Try to get healthy in February, like we talked about, give some of the younger guys some action. Uh, we have some stuff coming up, too, uh, in February. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have another watch party, uh, planning it towards the end of the month. There'll be more news about that. It's going to be with a former Ducks player who won the Stanley Cup, and I'll talk about that more on a later show, but you have that to look forward to. Um, we did have a good time at the last one. It was, again, a packed house again. I did get oh, a seat yeah. uh, in advance, <laughs> so we had fun at that one. <laughs> that was fun. That one ended up uh, – we, we also – ended up kind of watching uh, part of the Ram game too at the end of that. So it ended up being a Ducks Rams because some people wanted to see that as well. So that was kind of fun. So we have those coming up. Plus, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, Scott Niedermeyer earlier and his son, uh, his retirement game is coming up in February and we are going to give away tickets to that game. Plus a Scott Niedermeyer used stick. So check out the Patreon website, patreon.com slash ducks and pucks to go on there, sign up, um, you know, help us keep the show going, keep the website going and whatnot. Uh, but we're going to be giving that away to one person. So that's another thing to look forward to. And then I guess really the last thing I kind of want to end the show on, uh, that's kind of a big thing, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has been done with this show and the website and basically trying to help people and, and whatnot. And uh, I'm happy to announce that we're going to be able to start doing some internships with students at Cal State Fullerton. So that was something that got finalized this week. Um, We have five spots open right now. I have already one uh, officially signed up. We have a couple others that are uh, in the works right now that I'm I'm working with the school. So if you do know anybody that goes to Cal State Fullerton and is interested uh, as far as doing uh, journalism and social media type stuff, uh, you know, they can check it out and they can do an independent study. We've got it all set up and approved. So it's just kind of something good. You know, I, I, I value education and I just think it's a big deal, Eddie, that, you know, we kind of branch out a little bit more, not just doing a website, not just talking about hockey, but we're trying to help people get their uh, degrees as well. Oh, yeah, that, that's awesome. Like I, I'm still in school and I, I barely finished, you know, my little community college and I'm waiting to transfer to Cal State right now. Um, and I think that's awesome. And I'm a journalism student and I, uh, I'm a communications major and I wrote for the paper 
everything like that. And it was just really cool. I, I talked to my, I was talking to my professor about that, and and he he reads a lot of my work too, and he follows Ducks and Bucks. Yeah, he's an Avalanche fan, so he follows Denver Abs as well. And I mean, he's one of those professors that. You could do anything, but it's never perfect for him. But it's awesome because he forces you to, to get to that next level. And he, there's always something that I can do better. And, and that makes me a better writer. It makes me just kind of find that 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 better, you know, inner channel writer in me. Like every time I, I'll, I'll tell him, hey, can you take a look at this? Or, hey, I wrote this. And can you just take a look at it? And he's like, hey, you want my awesome opinion? Like, yeah, tell me. And he makes me feel like, like a little ant. And, but you know what? He does it to help me because he wants me to be – like the best and to, you know like just how he is and and it works and he's a great instructor and, and he thinks it's a great idea and he thanks you for that uh, i wanted to mention one thing mike uh because i i know that you're you won't mention it again you you hate taking credit for things but um is uh, anybody's follow my uh you know my personal argonzo 444 thing but i had a friend that passed away i played hockey with a great guy he just you know i know it's cliche everyone says he's a good guy but I mean, he was the nicest asshole you'll ever meet, and that's how his family and his mom and his friends describe him. And he's just such a caring person. Um, we're having a tournament in his honor with all proceeds going to his family. And, uh, you know, Ducks and Pucks and Mike you know, are, are going to sponsor our jerseys. And, and, we're, and I'm going to play. You know, I have a team. I'm captain and captaining a team that we're going to have it. And, Mike, you know, I talked to Mike about it. And w- without even hesitation, Mike's like, yeah, you know, I'll sponsor the jersey. So I, I want to thank you so much, Mike. And I told my team that as much money that we're going to pay for the jerseys, that we'll just give it to his family and, you know, because they need it. So uh, I just want to just, you know, take this time to have everyone and, and myself and, you know, my team and his family and, and the league I play in to thank you for that. I mean, you didn't have to do that. And when I mentioned to you, you didn't even hesitate at all. You were just, you know, before I even finished the sentence, like, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I want to just, you know, that's really cool that you, you give out and you use your platform to, to branch out and help other people with, you know, this, you know, this Fullerton internship or, or having people like myself or, you know, I was a criminal justice major and, I didn't really think about writing or getting into hockey at all, but when I did, you always supported me and and you gave me a platform to talk and to write and you know just for all that. I mean, I think you deserve a lot more credit than you want to take. So thank you so much for that. No, I, I mean I appreciate it, Eddie. Yeah, I'm not I'm not one to sit there and put the spotlight on myself and say you know all that kind of stuff. I'm not I'm just never I don't know I just never kind of been that type of person. But yeah, I mean for me. Uh, just what I do outside of this is I help people in, in my real career. So I, any chance that I can get to help out people, whether it's, you know, giving away bobbleheads at, at a watch party or an autograph stick or, or helping someone that had their, you know, jersey stolen out of their car or things like that, that, that I've been able to do in the past. Um, you know, I just, I'm just, you know, I like to help people and, and basically put a smile on people's face when uh, they're down. And that's the biggest thing, you know, or like in this situation with your friend, you know, something that's, you know, negative, obviously that happened. And then, but you're doing something uh, to honor him too. So, you know, I applaud you for doing that too, because, you know, some people would just be like, okay, you know, we're going to have a little service or we're going to have a little, you know, um, you know, meeting or whatnot, but you're taking an extra mile too to honor him. So any of those kind of things where you can take a situation, whether it's positive or negative, and, and either keep the positive 
uh, going or, or turn that negative into a positive, I think is huge. And uh, that's what I try to do, you know, uh, with everything, whether it's the website or the podcast, I never thought it would get this big, but the fact that I'm able to help other, other people is, um, you know, it's just, it's something that I like to do. And uh, uh, like you said, I don't try to take credit. I just, I uh, just try to help others out. And now that I can help uh, people, um, you know, get their college degree finished up, you know, with a few extra credits here and there, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So, you know, it's a good opportunity. Like I said, limited number of people. If you know anybody uh, that goes to the school that's interested, please let me know. Cause I'm pretty sure it's going to fill up. We've, like I said, I've got maybe one or two more openings left. Uh, I'll find out in the next couple of days here. So, um, but yeah, um, or if you want to write too, I mean, we have a you know the the, the whole you know th- uh, for the puck network, a lot of teams. If you want to you know so, you know to manage a certain Twitter, Facebook, and just have fun with it, but express your passion uh, passion and get your name out there too. And if you're afraid to write, you know, don't be afraid to write. Just, just try it out. Go on a computer. Go on your 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 phone. I mean, phones can you know they have little you know things that you can write too, and just just write from the heart and write, you know, your opinion, because obviously, you know, people want to read it. Like hockey is, you know, we're a tight knit, a tight knit family. And it's just something that you can do. It's easy. And I was always afraid because I was like, Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. People don't want to read my stuff. Who am I? But I mean, when people tell me, Oh, I like reading your things or, you know, Oh, this is a good article. or This is a good point you made, or I agree with you. I've made so many friends and contacts uh, to start off with, with you, Mike, you know, when I was in Colorado and it just built from there. And I mean, there, there's people that I, I love. Like when I go to games, I'll, I'll go and walk all the way to the other side of the arena just to hang out with them. Like, Hey, how's it going? And it's just, it's, it's a fun experience and, and just to get your name out there and, and to start. And I mean, if, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. That's, that's the whole thing about it. You can just like, Hey, you know what? It's not for me, but you know, it can open up some doors for you. And it, it, it changed my life personally. Like, um, like I said, I was, you know, all about, you know, criminal justice major, going to the army, working canine, doing MP and intelligence. And now I'm I'm trying to focus all my career on journalism and, and hockey. So, I mean, I mean, I, I would suggest if you're interested in it, just, you know, shoot Mike a DM or myself, ask questions. Um, if you really want to start riding or, or manage, like if you like the Coyotes or, you know, even the Predators or Edmonton, like, you know, we always, there's this whole, you know, the, the puck network has the whole list of teams where you can just express yourself and, and show your passion for your team. So, I mean, if you, if you can, I, I would suggest it. it, it changed my life. And hopefully if I can just, you know, have my words change someone else and get them in to this career in hockey and, and fire themselves off in something else. I think that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, uh, you know, obviously we talk about the ducks a lot, on the show and we do talk about the rest of the league too and we do have people that are working on other teams as well uh like we have uh, phil he does our tampa bay uh, site as well you do denver you have a couple others out there as well so yeah if it's something that you're interested in and you know you can always hit me up and uh, if you don't go to the school and you want to just do something too you can hit me up as well so with that uh, i hope you guys enjoy the break and maybe the ducks will get some rest and, and come out of it a little bit better and get some players back and maybe turn the ship around and get things going in the month of February. So uh, with that, enjoy the All-Star break, and we'll see you in a week. Let's go Ducks.